Welcome everyone to your She-Hulk podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt and joining me is my co-counsel Pete. Hello Pete. My client list is very exclusive because my work is impeccable. The She-Hulk podcast by Fantastic Geek for She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Episode 5, Mean, Green, and Straight Poured Into These Jeans, is brought to you by Cafe Boba, all the bootleg gear you need. Pete, as we look ahead to the future, we of course will be talking Star Trek Lower Decks Episode 304 tomorrow, uh, shall we say, a unique and delightful episode of Star Trek. It gets better and better, Matt. Speaking of getting better, our Andor final preview before the next Star Wars Disney Plus series debuts uh, Wednesday, September 21st, with its three-episode premiere, is up for your podcast listening pleasure. Early buzz is through the roof for this show. Uh, this show, Matt, will apparently clean your home and make you more popular and all these other things. I can tell you from what I've seen, I completely agree with that. And just a reminder to all our podcast listeners that with Andor coming on Wednesday, our She-Hulk podcast is moving from Saturdays to Fridays. No, no, She-Hulk itself is not moving at all. Still on Thursdays there, but we will be podcasting it on Fridays starting next week uh, in order to accommodate uh, Andor on Star Wars Saturdays and so forth. So again, Pete, for the viewership, Andor on Wednesdays, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks and She-Hulk on Thursdays for the podcast listening, She-Hulk on Fridays, Andrew on Saturdays, Star Trek on Sundays. If you want to share She-Hulk feedback with us, whether it's on Twitter, Gmail, and so forth, make sure you're getting, in, getting it to us maybe Friday lunchtime, wherever you might live in this world, for those She-Hulk Fridays for the podcast. Clearly, Disney Plus gleaned something from overlapping Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ms. Marvel moving Star Wars or keeping it rather on Wednesday, moving Marvel and She-Hulk to Thursday. So want to space them out. I know Matt's already said he's getting up to watch the next She-Hulk before the sun is up. He's that fearful. He's going to get it spoiled. I'm not even worried about it being spoiled. I just want to, I want to be there for the fun uh, just as I'm here for the fun of this episode. Order in the court. One more outburst and I'll hold you in contempt. Don't adjust your screen because strength is beauty and beauty is strength. She-Hulk by Titania. In her kitchen, Jen Walters overhears the commercial for a luxurious new line of skincare, beauty, and wellness products owning who she is be beautiful be who you are is the message there jen unhappy with it she's driving to work she sees a she hulk by titania billboard uh, by the chateau marmont which by the way pete some places were not shooting at due to their uh they had a whole union issue guess what workers unionized just last month so chateau marmont okay to be on our screens again i guess uh but later Jen is at home uh, and 
Pete, I have to admit, for all the recaps that ever recap things where I say, I don't need to know this, I maybe would have liked Ched in the recap. It's been a couple of episodes. He's not the most memorable of characters quick enough. Or I would have liked the, hey, Ched, good to see you again right out of the gate. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But Ched is selling some She-Hulk by Titania products. Can't Jen sign it? No, no, no. It's a different uh, She-Hulk. It's this whole kind of restatement of the issue here. Uh, and Ched uh, does not uh, uh, does not know that Jen um, had not gotten the copyright first. Indeed, he suggests maybe you should have gotten that. And uh, she kind of, you know, yes, I wish I did. Man explains this here, causing Jen to grab a pillow and scream into it as we go to the title card, which they've had a lot of fun with already. And now in this episode transforms into She-Hulk by Titania in pink. Thank you. They then move to what I think might be the Hollywood and Highland Sephora, which actually I've been in with my wife. Uh, so that was just kind of bizarre where it just looked familiar. At least that's they the outside. They called it out on the billboard as the Grove, which is a real mall I've been to in L.A. Oh, my goodness. There you go. Hashtag it's all connected. There we are. Pete, are we part of the multiverse? <laughs> uh, from a physics perspective, uh Yes. Bottom line, they move inside to the She-Hulk by Titania event. Uh, you got some snake venom lip plumper. Uh, it's almost literal snake oil, Jen notes. Um, there's very similar products after that. Uh, beauty a- serum, beauty oil, beauty tonic. Matt, how are these not all the same thing? Well, the tonic and the oil. Pete, sometimes snake oil salespeople uh they can get it over on the rubes and so forth uh there is a long line of people in line to uh to get a signature from titania herself jen cuts the line she says she wants everything taken down uh stop using my name says jen it's mine says titania yes and then i love how a eager fan cuts between them and wants a photo with titania handing the phone to Jen, who says, just one, and that's it. (laughs) We move to the law office, where Jen is still upset. There are, of course, parts of being She-Hulk that she likes. The luxurious hair, no hangover, walking home unafraid. She's totally over it. She's totally over it, she says, as she semi-consciously crushes the stapler she's holding. Uh, In the outer desk area, Nikki's surfing the web, for titania products pug stops by pete in a scene which is delightful i don't think it really advances the narrative in any substantial way i loved it oh, nonetheless I disagree. well pete tell us what goes on in this scene first then we can debate its story merits but its emotional merits are through the roof he needs a favor here and nikki says that he knows her price return favor plus interest done says pug He asks if she will stand in line uh, with him waiting for a sneaker drop. The Iron Man 3s, which had been seen in an earlier episode, uh, you know, in a a copy of a a news website over on the side, along with your Tiamat reference, okay, are coming out. They are limited to one pair per customer, okay? Why does he need 
two pairs, Matt, hence Nikki to accompany him. Well, that's because he needs one to rock and one to stock. And she respects that. You know, Pete, I'm a little bit aware of the whole sneakerhead culture because back when Disney Plus launched and there wasn't a bunch of stuff on it, uh, there was that Jeff Goldblum show that did a whole episode about sneakerheads. Uh, I really enjoyed that season. Never got around to the second one. Maybe I'll like it when there's Star Wars and Marvel and so forth. Maybe more than Jeff Goldblum going around to places and hearing about things and such. Um, but there you go. One to rock, one to stock. The core of Pug's collection, of course, is made possible by his drip broker. Uh, Pete, we all have our drip brokers in our lives, okay? And Nikki wonders if that drip person can do custom clothes for a superhuman. Pug says yes. So that's going to be Nikki needing that return favor ASAP. Uh, so Pete, now it, is, now it is injected back into the main storyline. But I just love this whole Iron Man 3 stand in line, two pals, two fashion folks, different fashion styles, but you know pals nonetheless I, I, I just love everything about this scene slick nick and pug have completely connected it to this narrative and its importance jen watches a video of titania thanking all her titaniacs she's over it though she really is nikki and pug pull up to a boba tea cafe but he tells her alonzo says it's a front a superhero clothing business inside he tells the employee his boy alonzo sent him which the man writes on a cup <laughs> no the drip broker or the superhero stuff but the man insists it's a boba cafe nikki speaks chinese telling him they're not the cops uh the man says he is not chinese and then heads in the back and Nikki is afraid she offended him when he's suddenly behind them, inviting them behind a curtain to a creepy back room. In that back room, once the display case is open, you got some of your uh, recreation Captain America shields, your Thor hammers. You have all the Avengers and Avengers stuff you can get. <laughs> right. um, it, it was. The whole thing was great, particularly as Pug takes a shield and a hammer and he's completely uh completely you know amused by it and so forth but of course they want to meet the real guy who makes the real stuff here uh they have to buy some shirts and hats first and they do um they they also wear it pete it's for comedic effect i don't know that they actually needed to wear it no uh, no 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 nikki wanted to complete the ensemble and dripped out here that in their bootleg gear in front of a door, she goes to press an intercom and is told no by a disembodied voice. She still presses it, saying she wants to talk to him about clothing for her client. Asked if she has a referral. She says Titania referred her, but he saw her shrug. Rejected. Actually, her client is an Avenger, one of the top tier ones, Pug adds. And the voice grants a 15-minute consultation that his assistant will set up. The story moves back to Jen sitting in Mr. Holloway's office. He's, he's chewing on something. He's having a moment of silent reflection. He saw today a billboard for a She-Hulk booty-boosting smoothie. 
she reiterates that I could that listen to you say that all day. Well, there you go. I, I could watch Mr. Holloway ponder the problematic nature of She-Hulk booty-boosting smoothies. Uh, I could watch that all day. Uh, Jen reiterates that it's not her. It's an awful woman with slight powers. Uh, Holloway interrupts her. GL, K, and H made She-Hulk the face of the superhero law division. Uh, this is now, obviously, brand confusion and so forth. It's legal confusion, and no one wants to hire a firm that can't handle its own messes, uh, which I think is, I don't, Pete, I've never worked at a law firm, but that seems to check out for me in terms of narrative oomph. Uh, so, Pete, they need a lawyer. It's not Holloway. It's not Jen, because even when you're a good lawyer, you really shouldn't represent yourself. Uh, so it's going to be Mallory Book who will take the case as a professional courtesy in this situation. They're not colleagues. Certainly never going to be friends, Pete. Jen is the client, not the pal. And uh, Mallory Book starts to dig on deep into this new case. Why didn't Jen trademark her own pseudonym? Did Doctor Strange or Thor? Uh, you just chose two examples of people who use their real names. Um Mallory then shows her the person on her screen with a gigantic dumb hat and asks if that is the one who legally outmaneuvered her. Mallory says they need to show strength, counter sue, establish that Jen was the one using the name in a professional capacity before the trademark date and that Titania is profiting off name recognition already established in the marketplace. But... If she's going to be her client, Jen needs to dress like she respects herself, not like a football player pleading no contest to a DUI, which is maybe the most cutting line savage ever in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I'm here for it. Absolutely, absolutely. In court, uh, because Pete, look, sometimes the whole like Wong portals and the gems that when you put them all together, you snap and kill people. That's easy to understand. Understanding a world where you can get a court case so quickly, that's the real fantasy here. But in court, it's argued that Titania does indeed own the trademark. So case closed, says Titania. Uh, pardon me, Titania's lawyer with Titania helping out there. Book says that there are news items and broadcast quotes showing uh, the name She-Hulk came to the marketplace when Jen took her Hulk form. So please throw out the case. Titania gives an impassioned speech about great products to help people, and she will be offering foot cream samples to everyone, the judge included. Yes, tries to enter her foot exfoliants into evidence, uh, but uh, obviously Judge Early not allowing this. Her lawyer stands, and so does Titania, before he asks her to sit and explains Jen wasn't interested in the She-Hulk moniker until it became known with his client's products. He plays a video of Jen denying the name coming out of the courthouse. Mallory shows a clip from Jen's interview that the name stuck whether Jen likes it or not. The judge recesses until Thursday as Titania looks over and gives Jen a throat slash gesture. We move Pete to the, the, the clothing shop. Such great fashion, hither and yon. Uh, we have its proprietor, 
Pete, that's Luke dressed to the nines there, but he's never heard of She-Hulk. Uh, he's told that She-Hulk will be one of the Avengers. Uh, Pete, they keep repeating it because She-Hulk will be one of the Avengers, uh, and she's going to be a megastar. Hasn't been announced yet. Well, you got to watch. Got to watch the shows. Got to you watch the show. <laughs> you're in the know. You know what? Uh, there's a there's a sigh. So, what kind of suit does she need? You know, what hearing will she do? What combat? What protection and so forth? Uh, but no. Uh, just a suit for of clothing. He says he does not make basic stuff. Uh, she is, however, a lawyer, and this is a waste of his time and talents. It's so cute for her. Uh, Nikki says she needs a suit that would fit Jen as Jen and She-Hulk, something that would require a lot of talent. He is intrigued and tells the unseen Tinsley... To order extra bolts of the stretch wool, they're going to need a lot of fabric. Pete, we return to the law offices uh, where another Mallory Book client is uh, the fetish date guy. That's Todd, you know, the one who was all interested in your powers. You can lift a ton and so forth. Uh, he's a client. He says he's one of the biggest. He says they should reconnect, which uh, is appropriate because in a couple scenes he's going to return uh, to the story. So that works out nicely. Nikki points out how quickly Jen rolled over. And then later at lunch on a bench, Nikki teases Jen for going on a date with Todd, which gives her the idea of using her dating profile to parade all the questionable men she dated in front of a courtroom. Which is a really funny conceit, which ties obviously into last week and the matcher profile made under the She-Hulk name. You know, this is this is a, an action comedy, as we keep saying, as they keep saying. And I was just like, this is a delightful way to start to connect things here. Uh, so the story returns to the courtroom where Mallory Book says that she has proof of self-identity as She-Hulk, not as a product, but indeed part of uh, Jen walters and her own identity uh in her matcher profile she describes herself as episode title mean green and poured into these jeans uh, straight poured into those jeans matt th there's batter. also there's also some references to the the boudoir i personally found it confusing pete um jk and jk jk why don't we get to the men who are testifying and just, just gloss over the rest of her matcher profile? Yes, and Jen looks behind her to the gallery where the four men wave. First up is bodybuilder guy who says that Jen came across a little tryhard, or She-Hulk did. Next is director guy who specifically remembers... Um, her referring to herself as She-Hulk in the third person and as a writer himself. Found it. Grading. Todd testifies Jen confided in him. She was initially embarrassed by the name, but then she embraced it. And hot doctor, pediatric oncologist, says he and She-Hulk shared an intense connection he wouldn't have gone on a date had she presented as Jennifer Walters, though. Not really his type. He doesn't want to be rude. He's so kind. Even 
sharing those 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 tough to digest words with all this testimony the judge finds in jennifer walters aka she hulk summary judgment granted titania cannot use that name in the marketplace uh but titania says this isn't over hater (laughs) on her way out of court bodybuilder guy tells titania uh he's sorry for what happened and asked what she's getting into later titania tells him he can buy her things doctor gives jen an affirming look and she smiles outside Jen thanks Mallory and says she may need to schedule several sessions of therapy. Mallory tells her she can do better and deserves better. Jen asks if she can buy her a drink to say thanks and Mallory agrees. And Jen smiles gleefully at the camera. Story moves to the bar book. We'll take that drink. They're going to, they clink glasses there. They reflect on uh, how they both have the observation that Mr. Holloway has never needed to lower himself to get ahead. They are sisters in arms. Jen notes they're friends. Mm, they're not, says Mallory Book. And by the way, where are those better clothes? Oh, yeah, the clothes. Cut to Jen entering the clothing place. Pete, take us through this scene. At Luke's, she goes to get her suits. He has her try them on. Of course. She likes it because he's a genius. Oh, and he made her a little something extra. But, oh, wow, she doesn't really know that she'll have an occasion for just say thank you, Jennifer. Meanwhile, something has been left out in the open there by Tinsley. Does client confidentiality mean nothing to him? And then we see inside a circular hat box a f- familiar helmet, although in a slightly different yet comic accurate color that gets covered or pick up, presumably next week. A stunning conclusion there. We go into the credits with the knowledge, Pete, that if we're going to end with uh, the, the briefest whisper of old horn head, the mid credit scene is sure going to be a whopper here. The credits themselves, some of the familiar images already, some new ones. Holloway drinking. Pete, here we go. Booty boost. Pug getting his sneaks, yo. Then Pete, the 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 main title sequence concludes. And the post credit sequence is something. Not looks, there because something, they yeah, lied to us. They did, Pete. They told us every week. They told us every week. Now, I won't complain because we got the briefest uh, return here of uh, Daredevil, but they lied, Pete. They lied. I think that at one point, perhaps, this sequence might have been in the middle of the credits and they decided it didn't work and they put it immediately after. You you could see maybe where they could have rearranged um, that end scene. Oh, hey, gave you a little something extra goes to credits and then oh i found the box daredevil pete that makes me wonder how quickly changes get on the fly maybe something that we should talk about in your honor may i approach the may i approach the bench it's time to step aside and approach the bench to discuss some off the record theories you be the judge so Let's stick with this idea, Pete, that this was the post credit scene initially. 
do you think possibly there is viewing data, whether it's from the first four episodes of She-Hulk, you know, as recent as that, or just Disney Plus viewing data in general, to suggest that maybe too many people don't stick around for the post-credit scenes, and in this post-credit scene, you really need to get all the juice post-credit scene in quotes this daredevil helmet you need everybody on board to be really really excited about it and really really in line for next week well i mean let's let's talk about what we've already discussed you're gonna wake up at three o'clock in the morning to watch this because you've seen it you also would not have missed any mid post after credit scene and we continue to marvel pun intended that even occasionally somebody's butt would get up out of a seat in a theater uh, when credits have rolled for a, uh, an MCU movie. Well, first of all, Pete, it won't be 3.30. It's going to be 5.15, which will give me enough time to watch the episode, <laughs> then get ready by literally just press done and save on the alarm for Thursday, 5.20, get up early, and so forth. So that is 100% true. Um, yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's difficult to know one way or another. I just ask it in this larger context of, you know, Disney has moved dates and, you know, clearly these are all data driven. One would assume these are data driven decisions and not, uh, you know, not, not something else. I think generally speaking, this is a great scene as a mid credit scene. But if, again, if people aren't, if not enough people are watching them and you're looking for, you know, get ready for the internet to get broken on on this upcoming Thursday, well, you need all hands on deck. Pete, I don't mean to theorize outside of this episode, but I'm gonna. Do you think that next week, is there the possibility that this outfit being made for Matt Murdock, that reference is made that this is his first outfit and does the Save Daredevil movement, same cast, same crew, same creatives, same writers, does it fall short yet again with dialogue that suggests that those Marvel Netflix uh, episodes are indeed another reality and not this one? No, they have said that what happened before matters. Will they specifically refer to Foggy and Karen and all that? That remains to be seen, but his adventures have happened to this point. Even as in the last week, Charlie Cox has said that uh, that the Daredevil Born Again show is more a reboot than a season four. It can be that and not carry over, um, you know, narratively. And I, I think that's further reinforced by the fact that we have Vincent D'Onofrio in addition to just Charlie Cox, remember D'Onofrio was the one to come over first with Hawkeye um, and will be in Echo and will be in Daredevil, all sorts of, uh, you know, evidence to suggest that Charlie Cox is in Echo as well. Um, you know, it's, it's great that they heard the fans that they've taken this version of Daredevil and Fisk, and they're using them. Um, they're not starting them from scratch, but at the same time, they're going to do their thing with them and, and carry it over. Um, it's interesting, too, Matt. Look how the dates shook out here. 
of all the weeks that Andor could begin, it's in and around the Daredevil stuff. No wonder Star Wars kept Wednesday and Marvel moved to Thursday. Could you imagine if three episodes of Andor and, all right, so we got the Daredevil helmet this week, that Matt Murdock as Daredevil, yes, he returned in Spider-Man No Way Home, but hits your small screen again on Disney Plus on the same day. It definitely it definitely makes a ton of sense, particularly as Disney Plus and indeed, you know, all these streamers as they start to add more simultaneous, you know, A-level content here, it makes sense to break it up. You know, I, I know I've joked in the past, maybe one day they will even have a schedule so that we can all watch things together at the same time. And, you know, we're, we're headed back to the broadcast primetime world. Maybe maybe we will, maybe we won't. But clearly, clearly Wednesday is meant to be all about Andor. And Thursday, particularly this Thursday, is meant to be all about She-Hulk and whoever else you might meet along the way. Why does Jen not Hulk out when she screams into a pillow? Uh, Pete, I think she has incredible control over her emotions, her faculties. Um, it is her choice to Hulk out. It is her choice to not Hulk out. I mean, obviously, we look, are there some exceptions like she's asleep and gets the air horn? Um, uh, that's a character answer. Here's an answer that's probably a lot more realistic. <laughs> do you know how expensive it is? And do you know what it's like to tell a minor special effects house that you know you're already uh, underpaying because you were like, if you don't do this, then Disney's never going to work with you again. So you, they have like 15 people working 18 to 22 hour days already. And at the last minute, you're like, hey, uh, make the make the maslani turn green here and they're like we just can't we need to sleep so that it might have been that too um these rare limited editions that pug has these shoes uh for all sorts of superheroes it is a treasure trove in the credit sequence matt the one a lot of people pointing to of course is deadpool okay but uh, as I've pointed out, can we stop and acknowledge that Moon Knight has sneakers and then there are some for uh, for Ben Grimm, uh, the thing of Fantastic Four and even for Cyclops of the X-Men. Uh, I will have to go back to catch all of those. So good, good eagle eyes there. Uh, you now also have me wondering, like, does Moon Knight need to hire a lawyer? He probably, you know, a copyright lawyer. I mean, listen, can canonically, in in grades of canon, um, a artist depicted uh, credit sequence does not alone, you know, put them in the universe, and and that can be explained away. Uh, we had our artists do a little thing and it's cute and how can you not be endeared to pug and you know all these kicks he's got in his wall and nikki's both shock and respect of this sneaker enclave 
yeah it's it's a ton of fun i would just i would hope because we have what four episodes left right this is episode five that's how math works i would hope that with the more important things going on like next week daredevil and i'm assuming perhaps more titania um and whatever else is ahead in terms of you know is it abomination is it wong like those those top things there i hope there's enough time to get more quality pug and nikki screen time it was great yes it was the b plot but it was great that the two of them working together fueled a really funny vibrant uh b plot maybe almost to the point where like that's the most aside from the daredevil you know uh helmet reveal at the end the most memorable things from this episode are their adventures their quips and so forth so i hope there's plenty of story time for them in the next month who else has luke outfitted it's a strange place of story that he inhabits because we of course know you know the avengers and the most top level people and we kind of know the top level characters even though they're even if they're not avenger level quite yet i'm thinking for example of uh you know both iterations of hawkeye that we've seen i guess hawkeye's an avenger so i mean more the uh, the kate bishop hawkeye the notion that there are what slightly less powered people who would go to him is that what it is is it like los angeles area like hey i can Maybe some young lady is like, I can make fireworks from my fingertips, but they're never going to figure out how to use me in any of the movies because I was really just a, a narrative device in X-Men, the animated series. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't really have a sense of who's powered and secretly going to him that isn't already backed somehow by a now deceased billionaire, playboy, philanthropist genius. Um. Wouldn't it be great if we see a scene with Matt Murdock picking up his helmet here, uh, speaking to Luke and talking about knowing somebody else named Luke? I think it would be great. I'm prepared to be wrong. And I'm, not, I'm certainly not rooting for dialogue that decanonizes, uh, you know, the Marvel TV era decanonizes marvel netflix um and probably even if that was someone's intent even if that was in a script i think kevin feige is smart enough to be like if we never say it one way or another then it gets to be both um so i guess pete that's a long way of arguing though i am somewhat tongue-in-cheek gleefully saying wouldn't it be madness if he says you know if, if he does say things to make it unofficial um what if pete there are not references like that so it's kind of this great unknown so titania is described in this episode as being slightly super powered uh what are her powers i think we got some super strength um i don't know whether physical strength i.e punch really hard i don't know if that also comes with can take a punch hard uh, if not, maybe we got some of that good old healing factor. You know, she can be punched back. Um, I think that's kind of the extent. It may, Pete, I don't know if if cutting edge fashion sense and the ability to really, really uh, use uh, social media 
to spread your product. I don't know if those are superpowers, but I would it, add those uh, to the list I'll as well. I'll speak for the social media thing, Matt. It is a superpower. Well, so then there's your third superpower. There you go. <laughs> I think, the, uh, let me add to it, Pete, maybe not an in-universe superpower, but to think that uh, Jamila Jamil has a very British accent, I think that her, um, it's not quite Valley Girl, but that kind of, you know, West Coast, you know, upward ending, and then a little vocal fry. I thought that her, there was, there was no point where I said, I know she is British. It, she slipped. This was a very, very great uh, American, albeit regional, accent. Um, will we learn how she got her powers? Titania, Pete, I'm worried. Are we going to see her in the next in, in the rest of this season? Because her use has been so weird, and I feel like Jamil Jamil, while not you know the world's biggest star, I think after four seasons of The Good Place, maybe she's bigger than this part has been so far um and that's not a slam against her taking it or them casting her or anything like that you know you get a name she's famous active on social media etc um i don't know if we get i don't know if we get a uh a an origin story i don't know that we get more of her period the avengers announcements is this a real thing are people announced to the avengers um perhaps i mean there's you think of how the original avengers came together out of this need immediate need so on and so forth and then it kind of was like you're in the club or you're club adjacent that brings you into the club um i can imagine i don't know how much real world we should apply to you know life in the mcu but i could imagine feeling a little better about my safety on this planet that like, oh man, the Avengers have officially added, you know, have officially added She-Hulk. Now that, you know, let's say it's a year or two after she's been around or whatever it might be. Oh, wow, that's great. She's so smart. She will make sure they avoid troubles. She's so powerful. Like, whatever it might be, I could kind of feel like that's a good thing for the next time a threat comes along. I can know who is there to help make me feel safe in my world. Um, I think if nothing else, it's the show... The, the show undoubtedly knows there's going to be people who are upset that they took away our Hulk and now she's female and she can control her emotions. This is all bad. And this is the show saying, not only do we have our own show, but we know where she's headed. She's headed towards the Avengers movies and being an ongoing important character for years and years to come. You say Avengers, but I have to pin you down, Matt. Are you team Avengers or team avengers i am strongly team avengers uh it just sounds not only does it sound great but pete in a week where the hollywood reporter interviewed benedict wong and uh they the the article made joking reference to the wong cinematic universe something that kevin feige has jokingly emailed benedict wong about uh you know avengers wongers wong (laughs) cinematic universe hashtag it's all wong necked um, what was the something extra beyond the suit, the business suit that, uh, Luke gave to Jen? Uh, the iconic or the MCU version of the iconic She-Hulk leotard. So she's got the suit for lawyering and, oh, I've thrown in the suit for 
for fighting here. So I think next week, next week we get lawyer Jen, you know, lawyer She-Hulk in the new lawyer She-Hulk outfit and it stretches and okay, that's great. And then end of next episode or week, you know, at some point in the remaining four episodes, it's, you know, okay, now it's help the people time. And she puts on that other outfit and it's her, it's her superhero outfit. And Todd, uh, the appearance here, needing a lawyer, not quite clear in a scene before he appears in court to help out. Um, is he up to something? It was a very strange scene, particularly on the heels of, you know, my genuine like, oh, wait, who's this guy? OK, that's, uh, you know, that's the cousin, Chad. OK, got it. Uh, I wish the show would made that a little bit clearer and then when todd comes along it's like wait who's this guy oh they're reminding us who it is now i understand and then when he shows up later thanks for reminding me about todd but they didn't do it for the other guys the other the other two i mean i think dr handsome pete has stuck in our memories in some cases stuck in our hearts um so it is a slightly weird scene surely it is suggesting that we're going to see more of todd and more of that stuff if it doesn't I think I would go back and say, is this a weird deleted scene thing? Or was the purpose to give Mallory Book one more scene where she's icy to Jen? And maybe the purpose of that got obscured by us having Todd theories? I don't know. Um, but I would say at this point, there's more with Todd. Uh, when in doubt, Pete, Todd is a scroll or Todd is Mephisto. There, I have it covered. Jackson, you're already badgering the witness. Well, what do you want me to give him a testimonial dinner? Pete, we will check to see what people are saying about this episode, starting at the Twitter poll where people were able to vote via couture, fashion, uh, perspective, and so forth. So the, the, the one, Pete, I went for a beach because sometimes there are some of those beaches that, let's say, are fashionless. Uh, no fashion at all got 5.6%. Two pairs of shorts got casual 2.8%. Three smiling devil heads, new helmet, new you got 25%. And then four dresses couture got 66.7%. Almost had the devil's number there in an episode that hints at daredevil. Pete, some replies. JT Adkins, JTA is me. I love it that they are leaning to the superhero sitcom format. That there doesn't have to be a fight of the week in every episode. I was spared the perils of dating in my 30s. But this wacky show sure shines a light on it. Really enjoying this Marvel change of pace. Next up, Stingray, a.k.a. TrekGirl88. This episode was filled with so many funny moments. Jamila Jamil was delightful as Titania. Pug and Nikki teaming up to get Jen better clothes. The Boba Tea Shop fronting bootleg Avengers gear and so many more. Only two minor disappointments, no tag scene, and no Madison at the trade show. Would have loved to see her fawning over Titania and her snake oil. <laughs> uh, Madison is too bright to be down with Titania. Maybe too busy. Uh, Darren Bell, Darth Rasslin 79 says, Although I thought this episode was only okay, I still found it enjoyable and it made me chuckle. I think the reveal of the mask at the end would have been so much better if we didn't already know Daredevil was going to turn up at some point. Pete, I will say this. It's worth remembering that we are all super fans and we are all 
really well informed. I watched this episode with my wife and daughter, and there was, you know, clearly there's dramatic reveal for the thing in the hat box. And my daughter's like, what? And my wife is like, I don't know. Oh, they, it did kind of look like, who was that? Was that that devil guy? What's he called? Daredevil. Is that like the Daredevil? So three layers of fandom right there. Um, so I would agree with Darren Bell. This is clearly a secret. They did not make great efforts to keep in that Daredevil has been in the uh, the advertising. So, you know, come see, come saw, I suppose. Do you need to hide somebody, hide a character who you'd already hidden for Spider-Man No Way Home? Okay. Um, do you need to hide him in the advertising for this? I think because of all of the Dennis's and the Todd's out there who were like, Oh, you made the Hulk female. Now you've taken uh, my fragile manhood that they were combating that by saying, Oh, you, you want to attempt to say that you don't have to watch this. Well, in the second trailer, we're going to show you that, your daredevil shows up. I would, I, I would say too, perhaps, well, not even perhaps, I would say rhetorically to Darren and maybe to anybody else who, who might agree with Darren's, you, you know, very, uh, very capable perspective here is the knowledge of daredevil coming presumably next week. Right. I mean, that's, that's the only kind of suggestion there with this little tease here at the end. Um, fine you knew daredevil was going to come at some point in this show did the mask at the end is will the mask at the end change how you view next week's episode i.e fine i'm getting up early uh maybe darren or others would say well i'm not going to get up early but i'm going to avoid twitter because i whatever the reveal is i want it to be as fresh as possible so just my point being um yes we knew he was going to show up we didn't know when now the fact that it's like look out it's about to happen if that is impacting your anticipation for next week in any way, then I think what they were going for worked, even mm -hmm. if even if the tool, you know, e even if you could quibble over the over the tool. Anyhow, David Siller, that's at Siller David Poet, says, well, 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 here we are with another sensational She-Hulk episode. The MCU's Edna is incredible. I understand that <laughs> reference. I'm here for it. Jamila Jamil's uh, portrayal of the kind of influencer she is in real life rails against uh, and warns people about is as cringy and funny as it should be. Nikki and Pug's B story is a great showcase for how well the show is endearing us to side characters as we look forward each week to their appearance. Titania is still spot uh, st is still spot on. This episode subtle fourth short wall breaks or a fantastic digression from the longer ones we've regularly seen so far. Tat's ability to portray the joy and humor of Jen is so, so good. Folding the tease for next week into the final shot of the last scene was a nice change. I'm so glad I'm here every Thursday for this quirky, fun comic book wild ride. Bring on the rest. And yes, please bring on the Avengers gear. <laughs> next, we hear from Spider-Ham Lincoln, Tess LC139. You know, these last two episodes just haven't done it for me. I couldn't stand Madison. Titania is super annoying. And the entire fashion subplot was a yawner. Episode 5's only saving grace was the hat box tease at the end sorry but for me she hulk is going through a mid-season slump 
Next, Pete, BikeBRH. That's at BikeBRH on Twitter. I think this is the weakest episode so far, which doesn't mean it's a bad episode. I give it three stars on the assumption that they were using this episode to lay track for the rest of the season. I reserve the right to drop it to two stars if that assumption turns out to be wrong. James is sagacious. Big killing on Twitter. It just keeps getting better. I didn't know I could obsess over an outfit I've never seen. Pete, I wish. I, let me let me refer to my notes here from that scene. Jen entering the clothing place. He shows her dot 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 dramatic reveal after a pause, oh, with an extra long pause. Wait, what's the extra? You know, oh, they haven't shown us the the outfit. Like I was sure it was going to be step out dot dot dot. So all that anticipation. Pete, next up, uh, Bob Keeley. It's at R Keeley. Somebody, Pete, who I think uh, has a pretty strong drip game going on there. Stylish guy. No two ways about it. This show makes me happy. Could I quibble about a few things? Sure, but I don't want to. I'm too busy just enjoying it. Noel Gardner at Noel Camille says, I love a good trademark law battle. Titania is annoyingly perfect, and Jamila nailed that Kim K. Kim Kardashian, influencer style and voice. Pug and Nikki's side quest to get to Edna Mode's successor was entertaining. I wonder <laughs> if Luke has a no cape policy. Uh, I think the real action is about to jump off with Matt's appearance next week. That's Matt Murdoch, as much as I would, would like to say it's me. Well, you'll I can't still wait. be here. Knock on wood. You'll still be here next week. That is true. On the special Friday podcast, G-Hulk Fridays, G-Hulk Fridays for the podcast. Show still on Thursday. I can't wait, says Noel. The fact that Disney slash Marvel Marvel can now sell bootleg merch as legit <laughs> is hilarious, and I'm here for it. P.S. Mallory is fabulous, and I hope we get more of her. Pete, it occurs to me there is nothing preventing Disney from selling Avengers stuff with a Disney you know logo on the label on the back neck area of the show. Like they can, she's a thousand percent right. Noel is that. They, and I, I, frankly, I would buy a Von, and a, I would buy an ar- ironic Avengers shirt before I would buy a similar Avengers shirt. So it's there you go. In an art style we've definitely seen used before. Uh, I love that the Herc, the Herc, maybe that is the character's name, the Hulk, the Avengers or Avengers version of the Hulk, I'm calling the Herc, um, is purple with a mustache. <laughs> there you go next we hear from at j philly b4 fandom still having fun we got to see renee Lee goldsberry and jamila jamil for more than 10 seconds well done j philly b i finally understand those weird she hulk makeup ads i've been getting on twitter i only wish arguing a summary judgment motion was that fun or interesting in real life andre yeager at dr Polo 1983 says so now we have the mcu's version of edma edna mode can't wait to see what he has made for Jen. We know he is good based upon the helmet in the box. Loved Pug and Nikki's adventure uh, and the court case. Didn't need a cameo this week. Hashtag She-Hulk attorney at law. Uh, next, Pete, we hear from Drive-By Wrestling Pod. That's at Drive-By Pod. I look forward to Thursday so much now. Uh, glad now that we have a happy thought to put with the quote, what's in the box? <laughs> Which is a great uh, observation there. Um, and, uh, next Pete, we hear from tweeter at law. That's at Casey L Y L E one watching this show is the first thing I do Thursdays. It gives me a real lift. Maslani continues to be amazing. Even as she Hulk, her line deliveries are perfect. Nikki and pug are great together. I hope we see more of them as a team. I'd really like an Avengers shirt. 
they are obviously the superior team to the Avengers. <laughs> it would be really nice to see the rest of Daredevil's costume next week with Matt Murdock in it. Love the show, but can't we see a little bit more action? Nathan Nolan Edwards at Nolan Edwards says, I want to know who else this designer made costumes for. Who knows, Pete? This could be the next the next Wong, the next Madison, the next whatever, where he's showing up in all sorts of things, the next night nurse and so forth. I mean, they don't have Tony Stark anymore who outfitted them. So makes a lot of sense. Or maybe Matt, because, you know, he's based on the West Coast. He could just outfit the West Coast Avengers. Never know. Penultimately, Snow Goggles at Snow Goggles says, I wanted it to be Edna Mode so badly. Fantastic <laughs> episode. Absolutely flew by. Lastly, Pete, Kevin Grogu's Brosif, that's at Loves Wars, L-U-V-S, says, Pug's fashion is yay, one, maybe it's supposed to be yay, exclamation point, uh, to rock, uh, sorry, yay, one to rock and one to stock. Now that makes sense. Todd doesn't fit, uh, though he's way too suspicious with his inquiry about She-Hulk's impenetrable skin. Yup, he's on the Wrecking Crew. Oh, yeah, I kind of forgot, <laughs> Pete. We we need more, in the next four episodes, presumably more well let me finish kevin's message here yep he's on wrecking crew i do love the actor that plays todd though he's funny in all three seasons of miracle workers so pete your thoughts here kevin has reminded us in the next four weeks we have daredevil wrecking crew maybe bruce banner connecting to secret invasion or something um as well as who knows what other connections like you know is there does does photon appear to help us get thinking about that movie next summer or is there a you know black panther reference which maybe would fit less is there an ant-man moment so what are your thoughts here that we have all of these things to worry about in the next four weeks notice matt conveniently left mephisto off there um we got to return to the wrecking crew we have to find out about their boss which is clearly mephisto and also the person that madison you know had a meeting with in some hellish dark dementia uh yeah yeah i just let's watch these episodes now pete checking the old email inbox here let's see from someone who doubtless has the same type of style as west coast luke let's hear from fred in the netherlands hello matt and pete and all listeners to fantastic geek this is fred from the netherlands with some feedback for she hulk attorney at law season one episode five well this was a kind of fun episode as well um no post credit scene that's a pity well if they stop giving post credit scenes i will stop giving feedback uh is that logical uh, no um but the reason is i think this series is funny but the depth is not so much that i really have the feeling i can give feedback i can say every time oh this was nice and this was funny and i really like tatiana Maslany in her role etc etc but that doesn't bring much to the table I will still give this episode a 7 or perhaps even an 8 on IMDb, so there's nothing wrong with it. But I really have the feeling I don't have much to say. Then it's just fun and I'm going along. So perhaps this will be the last feedback for this season. When there is an episode that really sticks out, um, I'm going to give feedback. Okay, thanks for all. Greetings. All the best. Fred from the Netherlands. Pete, I agree with Fred that there's less stakes in this episode and the show. What I did find myself thinking about this week was 
the the Moon Knight climactic finale where there's big giant gods that are 5,000 years old battling at the edge of Cairo right by the pyramids. Meanwhile, our heroes are having a fight in the, you know, in the streets and it's a fist fight and there's things being thrown, you know, earned, made sense in the story and so forth. But I remember watching it in Moon Knight kind of going like, it's another you know, giant battle where there's like these forces that you never heard of before, but they're so powerful and they're over there. And then like our heroes are the embodiment of good and evil and they're having a fist fight. That's like fight coordinated. And I remember at that point, again, nothing wrong with that scene. Just we've done it a million times in the MCU being a little bit bored by it. I would agree that this is not, you know, best choreographed fight ever. And Russo brothers are shaking the crap out of the camera all the time. Um, I will take the change in pace if only because when the next show comes along and there's a big giant fight at the end and there's powers that you can't have imagined before and our heroes are fist fighting on the street, it'll feel fresher than having it show after show after show. Well, Matt, we could not end this podcast without a massive shout out to all the people at Patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek making She-Hulk, making Andor, making the Marvel movie podcast, making... Uh, Star Trek and everything we do there, all 32 of our podcast feeds on Apple Podcast possible. Thank you week in and week out to those who support us on Patreon there. And Pete, let's keep the larger discussion going here as our She-Hulk podcast moves to Fridays, if you didn't hear about that already. Pete, how can people be in touch with you to talk about the remaining four episodes of this season series here we are wondering yet again how can people talk to you you can find me on twitter at peter p-i-e-t-e-r-j-k-e-t-e-l-a-a-r 12,716 followers can't be wrong and while i'm personally on twitter as looking back lost do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com check us out on twitter instagram and gmail where we are fantastic geek as well but wait pete there's more facebook.com slash fantastic geek with the p and the h like it today on the pop culture podcast feed talking lower decks episode 304 tomorrow after that pete the previews are over the countdown to andor begins uh of course she hulk podcast next friday uh andor podcast saturday and star trek remaining our north star on star trek sundays for now though pete I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. This isn't over, hater.